Hello, and welcome to Dr. Quackers. And today, we're going to be reviewing the new Marvel film, Black Widow. And before we get into it, I should probably let you know, there is going to be spoiler, a little bit of spoilers in this review. I've been waiting for a Black Widow film for a long time. And then I had to wait even longer for the movie to come out. So the big question is, was it worth the wait? Yes and no. So let's get into why. Now the action in this movie is really entertaining. The fight scenes are really well, really well choreographed and have some brutal moves, especially with Taskmaster. A lot of the Taskmaster fight scenes are badass, especially the first fight between uh, Taskmaster and Black Widow, really badass on the bridge. The best way to describe this movie is Marvel's James Bond. And I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I give that as a compliment. Uh, the movie follows a spy thriller story with espionage and, and shadow societies with a secret undertone of them controlling how the world works. Uh, the story takes place during Civil War and when she escapes after the airplane or the airport fight scene. Um, to give you a thin outline of the story, uh, the beginning of the movie shows Natasha and a, a, a pseudo family. Um, that worked for the Russians. So it's the Red Guardian, uh, Yelena and Melina, um, which are the other characters in this movie that you've seen in the trailer. Um, yeah, it turns out they were working for Russia and they were on a secret mission for three years and they disguised them as a family to get the mission done. Um, so yeah, then you see her get taken into the Red Room once again with her pseudo sister. And that's essentially how it starts. And then you see like a quick like montage of them getting indoctrinated, and you see them in the in the black in the red room with the other Black Widows. So yeah, and then it just follow, and then um, you then see Yelena as one of the Black Widows, and they're tracking down this woman that has these strange vials. And then as she's killing her, um, she breaks a vial, and this red mist gets in her face. Turns out um, the widows, the modern widows, are chemically controlled by by the villain, and he's going basically. He doesn't even have to use psychological controlling anymore, like what happened with Widow in the previous generations, uh, Natasha specifically. Um, so yeah, and then she breaks it, and then she then takes the vials, and then takes it upon herself to help free the other widows, and then sends it to Natasha while she's in hiding from the government because she just, you know, um, <laughs> attacked. It's, <laughs> it's Avengers military with Tony. Um, but yeah, so then it's, it's her and Yelena trying to find a way to free them. And then along the way, they find Red Guardian and then they find Melina and, you know, action ensues and all that stuff. Um, the best part of this movie is the side characters. The Red Guardian, Yelena, and Melina, as I previously stated. David Harbour, who is the one that plays Red Guardian, is terrific as the Russian Captain America. He very much carries the humor throughout the whole film. I would like to see the sister take over the mantle of Black Widow. I think she's been very entertaining, and she herself is also quite amusing. Um, I love the whole vest joke between her and Natasha. I think it's very organic, and it very much feels that between the two uh, adopted sisters, there's a real connection between them and that they actually have a real relationship under the surface. Because um, Liana, um, during the time, was really young and didn't know that it was a fake family. Only the three older people, Natasha and the two adults, knew that it was fake. Um, but the, the smallest one was too young to know the real difference. Um, 
But yeah, David Harbour as that as, as the Red Guardian is hilarious, and I love. So the, I think that he should have been the blueprint for the depressed Thor because he, the guy's out of shape and he's like a drunk and he's covered in prison tattoos now because he was in prison um, <clears throat> when they rescue him. But I kind of wish that Thor and Endgame look more like him and not just like a really overweight Thor. I think it would have made more sense if he looked more like the Red Guardian. And I think that's why I enjoy him a little bit more because he is out of his glory days. And I love how he has this fake story about him and Captain America having this rivalry. And in prison, when you see him arm wrestling everybody, he's just destroying everybody. The big dude's like, you didn't fight Captain America. And he's like, you're calling me liar. And... He's just like, yeah, Captain America was frozen during that time, so then he fucking snaps his wrist. And I just kind of find it funny how he has, this, like, this fake glory days between him and Cap, and they have this big rivalry, and he acts as though, like, Cap really knows who he is, and he even asks Natasha, like, hey, you know, did Cap ever, you know, talk about me? <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny, and I think it's really entertaining. Um... I like how they argue amongst themselves. I'm glad they don't pull a Fast and the Furious where they have the power of family. Doesn't matter if you can do anything, you have family. I hate that shit. I don't like the, the whole family thing in Fast and the Furious. And I'm really glad they didn't do it in this one because for some reason, movies like Suicide Squad, they'll just be like, I know we hated each other, but now we're a family because the story said we got to be. So I'm glad they didn't do that. They're, they're the only people that actually like kind of get along are the two sisters. And it makes more sense because they never really had like a hatred between them. It was only really um, their problems with the two Russian agents protecting them and caring for them. So I'm glad that it's never like there's never like this scene where they're like, oh, you're like my dad and you're like my mom. Like and Natasha's more focused on trying to find her real mom uh, for a little bit. It's not like a huge part of the story, but it, it is brought up quite a bit. Uh, the special effects are badass. The action blends really well uh, with it. The score is pretty cool. I enjoy it. It fits with the film really well. Yeah, I just, I, I really like the special effects, especially uh, the climax when they're fighting on the, uh, time to find out the Red Room is now like uh, a uh, helicarrier in a way. It's like this big floating building in the sky, and that's why no one can find him. I think it was Maskernoff. I think that's what his name was. I can't remember his name. It wasn't. He's not that important. He's only in the movie for like 10 minutes, maybe. Um, the main villain is Taskmaster, in my opinion. Uh, you see, you see Taskmaster the most. But yeah, um, yeah. This the special effects are pretty badass. I love all the action scenes. It's just great. The actions. It's a really entertaining film to watch. Um, so I'm gonna get into my biggest problem with the movie. My biggest problem uh, is the lack of stakes. Due to the fact that you know what happens with Natasha. Uh, I would have preferred if the story took place between the five years between Infinity War and Endgame. I know we still know that Natasha die, that dies in Endgame. Uh, spoilers, I haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> um, but if it's at least in an area we're not familiar with, like we haven't had anything between those five years. Um... So it would have been, I would have preferred if it wasn't during Civil War, because, like, you even know in between then that she's... Because if it's during Civil War, you're, like, way back when you've already seen Natasha in Infinity War and Endgame. Um, so, I don't know. I just... I would have preferred if it was in, it took in, in a different place, and it also doesn't help that you know what happens with Natasha. There are ways that you can do prequels where there are stakes. I mean, you can... Like, look at the prequels or Star Wars. You know that Obi-Wan is going to leave and, you know, take Luke... 
and you know that Anakin was going to turn to Darth Vader. But you don't know how those events happen. That's why those stories still work. This one kind of doesn't really do that. Um, I think if they angled more with the sister a little bit more in terms of stakes, um, I think that would have worked a little bit better. Now they do. It's not, I'm not saying that like it's an empty movie. It isn't. I mean, there are some times where you, they, they do hint at, there's one scene where they, they're like, we're going to kill the sister. And, so that causes stakes, but there's no stakes with Natasha. There's never an instance where you're like, I wonder what's going to happen. Because you already know what's going to happen. She's going to win and she's going to survive. And then does the other Avengers films that take place after this. Um, but yeah, uh, the villains unfortunately follow the same fate as, Mar as most Marvel villains. They are solely there to make the heroes look really cool. And they don't really do anything. Taskmaster had some promise. They actually, they actually pose a physical threat, but they don't do anything else. They don't talk. They don't really add anything to the film. It's just, eh. What really, what really breaks the character is when you find out who it is. It was similar to Solo, where you see like this gigantic imposing figure and then takes their helmet off. And it's this small, like, j like freckled teenage girl. I'm like, no way that for the, like, no, no way. And unfortunately, they kind of do the same thing for this. Not to say you can't have, like, a super strong female character. I, I mean, like, characters like Angel in Deadpool work, but she has superpowers. I, I don't know how many people took biology class or anything like that, but most women, I'm not going to say all, because there are, most women have a hard time moving around 200 pounds, let alone flipping people through the air like they're lawn darts. And when she takes, so come to find out, Taskmaster is the main bad guy's daughter that Natasha was using to kill him uh, during Budapest with Hawkeye. Hawkeye didn't know that you were gonna use the daughter to make sure he was actually there. But yeah, that's that was what Budapest was. Budapest was Black Widow and Hawkeye getting her out of the Red Room and all those secret super spies. Um, so yeah, it, then then the bad guys are like, "Look what you did, Natasha!" And she takes off her face. I mean, takes off her helmet, Taskmaster, and it's just like a half-burned face of like this really small woman. But she looks super super goofy because it looks like her head was CGI'd on a gigantic body. And it just looks really cartoony. And it, it really took me out. I kind of couldn't stop myself from giggling when I saw that. I was like, oh, it just immediately reminded me of Solo. And I was like, why? Why? And I, you didn't even have to have like anyone really to be Taskmaster. It could have just been like he had a program that like turned people into Taskmasters. And I would have been fine with that. Um, it just, like, it makes it a little unbelievable. Unless she has, like, Captain America, like, super serum, similar to the Red Guardian, then okay, I'm fine with that. That's okay. She's, she's then got, like, it makes sense to why she's so insanely strong. Okay. But they never openly state that. Or maybe I missed it. I, I could be wrong, and they did say that. But it, her Taskmaster is more, he's a mimic. He, well, Sheik is a mimic. Um, where she copies people's moves and she's able to basically mirror whatever you do. And they show that in the first fight scene between Taskmaster and Widow. And it, she, it was an interesting character. It's just, I don't know, as soon as I saw that like teenage face underneath the gigantic bulking body, I was like, this looks so stupid. 
Um, I don't know. It just, it just, it just didn't work for me. Um, also, I will say they did give like Black Widow a fucking power buff. Some of the ridiculousness in terms of like what she's able to do, like people will full on like. There's a scene where a bunch of mind control Black Widows start kicking the shit out of her. And that's fine. But it's as though she doesn't take any damage. There's also another scene where she falls off a roof and smacks her body off like a railing, um, uh, a fucking air conditioner and like piping. Yeah, she smacks off a pipe and then like she just lands on the ground and she on her feet. She's like, I'm fine now, and just walks it off like, no damage, nothing. And I'm like, no, okay, I know, so I understand, I do give a little bit of leeway when it comes to action-filled superhero films with normal people, because characters like Batman and Iron Man and can take a little more punishment, because, I mean, you, you can't just have a character that just gets his ass, like, is has similar, like, the same weaknesses as normal people. They are still superheroes, so you have to give a little bit of leeway. But some of the shit that she takes with no problem, no injuries is a little far-fetched for anyone. Um, it doesn't really ruin it for me. Like, it doesn't affect my opinion of the movie with her getting a little bit away with some far-fetched stuff because it's kind of expected from the movie. But I still I still feel as though it needs to be pointed out. Some of the shit that she does is like, did she get Captain America serum? Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> in previous films, she wasn't able to do shit like this. So it very much sticks out compared to previous versions of the character in the same universe by, uh, played by the same actress. So it sticks out a little bit. Well, overall, I'm going to give this rating a 7 out of 10. It's as good as Thor, Captain, like the, the first, uh, most of the first uh, superheroes, the one that really made the genre. Um, yeah, it's it's as good as the first Captain Thor movie. Um, unfortunately, it kind of has those, those villain problems and the lack of stakes kind of bring it down to that 7 for me. I still think it's a good movie. Like, I'm not saying 7 out of 10 is a bad film. I know some people have this weird fucked up rating system. It's still quite a bit above average. It's very entertaining, fun to watch. I highly recommend everybody to go see the movie. Um, it's great. I still enjoyed it, had a fun time. And I think it's, I think it's much better than Captain Marvel. Um, I do like the way that... So the, I do like the feminist angle in this one. Um, this is one of the women empowerment films. And I don't mind those. I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. The first film. Second film sucks ass. Um, but it's it's very much along the same lines as Wonder Woman. The, the way they, they show like the, the genders and stuff like that. Um, I like that dynamic. I liked the way they used it in Wonder Woman. And they kind of used the same, a similar way in this film. So I enjoyed all that parts. None, none of that really bugged me. I know there's probably some people out there that are really annoyed about some of the feminist angles. But I think it works. Uh, especially with the type of people they are. They were uh, female, they were girls taken by the Russian government and tortured and uh, their their uterus and fallopian tubes and their ovaries were gutted and ripped out of them uh, and by so graphically described by the pseudo-sister to Red Guardian after he's like, why are you guys so angry? Are you on, like, are you on your time of the month? And she's like, we don't have those anymore because of the people you gave us to. So I think those, those scenes are pretty funny and I, I think they fit the tone of the film really well. So I'll give, I'll, I'm fine with that. Seal of approval for those. Um, but yeah, um, I have a new sponsor and I hope that you stick around to listen to it. It's my new sponsor's Viking Fitness. And I hope you have a good day and stick around for my ad.
Hey guys, I want to take a minute and talk about fitness. Are you looking to get back into shape or take your fitness to the next level? If so, go to vikingfitnessnh.com. With Viking Fitness, your plan is created by a certified professional specifically for you and only you. No cookie cutter plans, period. You will be provided with detailed information on how to train your body and how to fuel it correctly so you can achieve your goals. With Viking Fitness, you can get quality distance coaching, video check-ins, and access to an entire community for a very affordable price and no bullshit. Go to vikingfitnessnh.com or call 603-393-7528. And again, that's 603-393-7528 today. Thank you.